All right, welcome to Quarantine with Lou. I'm your host and strategic partner in cost reduction, Louis Fernandez. And today we're joined by Neil Israel, founder of Sketchology and a man with the coolest email signature. And if you have the opportunity to see that, uh, you'll know exactly what I mean. Uh, but before we get into that, if you're a fan of inspiring people and informative content, then you come to the right place because that's all we do. So go ahead and order a cartoon sketch of yourself clicking the like button and send it to all your friends to show you care. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any more content. And with that, uh, Neil, I was, we were talking right before he started recording. I told him, like, you got to stop because this is an amazing story. And one of the questions I want to ask people usually is, how did you get into this business? And this was amazing. So I'd love for you to go ahead and, and just start with that again, because yeah. uh, I'm like I, on the edge of my seat here. Absolutely. So about three years ago, I was working at a nonprofit, which is a great nonprofit, um, but in, in um, very much set up like the United Way. So we gave money to other nonprofits in addition to doing direct services. So a lot of time of my time was spent writing grants, right? So I was writing a grant for, of all things, poverty alleviation, which you can't think of a more personal thing than poverty alleviation, right? So I, I'm on page like 26 and I'm like, we have totally stripped down anything, any feeling from, from this topic. It's just words on a page. I, I, I mean, it, it was awful. And to me, it was awful. So I, I went to my bosses and I said, we need to, uh, let, let me create something that shows the relationship, shows visually what a hero story looks like. What, what happens? How does an individual who needs, who is in poverty, if they receive the benefit of this grant, how do they win? And how, you know, how does that nonprofit that's, that's um, applying for the grant, how are they guiding the, the, the person to, to be a hero? So I'm not sure they were listening to all of that, but maybe they kicked me out of their office. They said, sure. <laughs> so I, I did that. And I, I can tell you from being in the room when we, when we did the grant review, it, they, the, you know, people don't listen to a lot, but they were definitely watching the video. They were transfixed with the video. Mm -hmm. um, and afterwards, and my, the grant that brought me into that job was also subsequently ending. So I said to a friend of mine who had, who had run several businesses successfully, both nonprofit and for-profit, it's like, is this, a, is this like a thing? Is this, is this a doable <laughs> business? <laughs> Am I going to be in, in poverty myself? Or like, do you think this is going to work? said absolutely so um any bad luck i'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, blame on him um but it you know it's been a great great ride ever since um i have worked with uh a lot with nonprofits. um I've, with uh juvenile diabetes we just did a big project um with the juvenile diabetes research foundation so i was i've been a diet i'm i'm almost 50 and not quite, but almost. Um, and I was diagnosed when I was like six, right? Mm. At that time, they didn't have a lot. They had like insulin, <laughs> like yeah. just that. And now they have insulin 
pumps and continuous glucose monitor combinations, which is very close to an artificial pancreas, right? So I worked with a doctor and with the JDRF to create a tutorial, a, a three series tutorial to, to train or to inform is probably a better way to say teenagers and their parents who are a lot of them are at that bubble um, to say, what do you need to know about the, the what's available now? Mm. Because there, there, there is better available. Um, and we, we did it, um, we launched it at, with um, Texas, the, the Texas branch, but we're going to take it nationally, um, I was probably next week. Um, so, so that'll be, yeah, that, 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 that's exciting. Um, so we really like uh, working with nonprofits um, and also for-profits. It's interesting that you said that about the, um, I think we're going to be competitors here, so, um, because not, not with cost reduction, but with, because um, one of the things that we're going to do, because it is similar, it, it takes a similar skill, is do personal branding. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have packages that include um, the sketch and some videos. So I just thought that was interesting that you said that. It <laughs> um, was cool. I mean, I opened up the thing and I was like, wait, is his signature moving? That's awesome. You know, like, so so do, do you do it? How do you, how, who does the, the, um, oh, were you saying that? Would, yours, oh, yours. that's awesome. I thought, yeah. I thought you were, thank you so much. Please. Yes. <laughs> please do that. Twice on Sunday. Hey, today. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't have my head in the game on that. Um, Yeah, so so that's what we've kind of, we've, for the last two years, we've done, I mean, the the funny thing is, so in that nonprofit, I made a lot of friends with nonprofits because I was paying them. Mm. Um, in my role as a, as a program manager, giving giving money to nonprofits, so we got started um, with nonprofits as our clients. Um, but you know, you never. I, I don't think. I mean, I mean, there's some general things that you can kind of keep in mind. Obviously, you know, from a business model perspective, you know this from you know cost analysis. Nonprofits in general are going to be less likely to have money (laughs) because that's their model. Um, But at the same time, when they're trying to do big things, they can, they, they can have the resources to do it. So it's exciting. I I think it's cool. Like just how much passion there is from you about what you're doing and and how, you know, the, the two stories you've told have both been about, like helping somebody else and through doing that, you know, your own personal experience and your fight with diabetes, you know, like I can do this, I can help these other people. And then, you know, writing this grant and saying, I know that, you know, these are just words on a page. We're trying to have an effect so I can do this. And, you know, like that is exactly why I wanted to do this. And and for people to hear, like there is heart behind so many of the products and the experiences and you know whatever you're going through every day that you spend a little bit of money on there's a passion behind there and there's a there's a heart behind there and there's you know there's a lot that goes into that product beyond just the good or service and uh, and I think it's really neat hearing you say it I, I, I thank you for saying that it's funny I so I spent 
two decades in the corporate world. I, I was at Sprint for 20 years. Okay. And well, or in HR mass 17, if it's 17 years and 11 months, <laughs> um, they round down. Okay. So, <laughs> so um, I, uh, when early on in my career, they were pushing work from home because mm. of course, if they don't, if they can buy less buildings, right. that's less expensive. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, but, but it didn't really catch on for, you know, like for managerial reasons of, of, you know, command and control type. I think that maybe the one good thing, I'm sure there've been some others, but one of the good things that has come from COVID is we're not going back. Mm-hmm. I mean, that the, um, just like you said, th- this is a better, because IT has improved, right? You couldn't, you couldn't do this when we were doing it. Like when we were first doing it, technology sucked. Yeah. So we, we, we just, you, you just couldn't do it. Well, but even five years ago. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and God, 5G is, I mean, the, the possibilities with 5G are just amazing. Mm. So I, I, I think that it's a, it's just convergence of so many things. But I, I agree that there's nothing. Okay, so, so one of the things that is important to us is learning, right? Like how people learn. Yeah. And one of the stories are especially effective with learning for a couple of different reasons. One, because it, it um, speaks to, for lack of a better word, people that learn by seeing, by hearing, um, by writing. And if you do the problems right by feeling, right? Um, but the other thing is people tell, people put themselves in a story that you're right. telling always, yeah. right? And, and there, there's a, there's actually brain chemistry, your brain chemistry changes. Really? You, you have, there's something called oxytocin that, that's created when yeah. you're watching stories that is, that's, uh, leads you to act more, leads you to want to act more, um, what's the, uh, not democratically is not the right way. It's like, uh, like help. I mean, just for lack of a better word, help. But it, I mean, it's amazing. This is something that I've only known for like maybe 20 years. The guy that did the research, his name is Paul Zach. Um, and actually happens to, I actually, I'm connected with him on LinkedIn. I was, okay. like, <laughs> I was like, there's no chance he's going to accept it because like, this is a super famous guy. I mean, to me again, but he did. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I, I just think that there's something there. It's it's the the other thing about animation. With I I do agree that there's something about you know actually seeing a person or, or seeing a live event. But the thing about animation is the power to exaggerate, mm. which I I'll give you a perfect example. So what we're doing, one of the projects that I've got right now is um, for the um, a group that basically runs many of the, the the shelters for battered women in Texas, right? 
So we did a, and not a, not a story, but a project to show how the, the uh, trauma of choking, what that looks like on a, on a victim to police officers. So they can, they can see very detailed visuals that are, that are um, animated and not through, you know, without having to do like have it real, you know, real video, you know, like just there's so much that you can do that to drive home a point if without um, showing the actual thing that, I mean, in that case, they made, they made a, um, it's, it's almost, it's a, it's a stand-in for lack of a better word. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think like with, I mean, and going back to, you know, like Bugs Bunny and, and, uh, you know, the Acme bomb, right? Like there's just stuff that you can do that sort of quickly makes a point that you can do through exaggeration that you just can't do if you're, if you're using, you know, like video for lack of a better word. Yeah. Man, just like every project you mentioned just tugs at the heart, dude. Like, (laughs) we are also capitalists, so (laughs) please send money. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think. uh, One, honestly, there is right now. Well, there's a there's a guy that we're, we're we're entering into a partnership with, I believe, that is. He's got like multiple businesses. So that's going to be our first like foray into like a multi-level, not, not multi-level marketing, but a, uh, a per- see what I want to do with that. I'll just throw it out there yeah. <laughs> is um, I'm, I think we center it around personal branding, but then like with the, you know, images of, of um, uh, cartoon versions of, of, uh, the the um, God, name. okay, you're gonna have to cut that part. <laughs> <laughs> this is real, though, man. This is yeah. this is you. This is who you are. It's all good. <laughs> it, it's uh, Mike and Katie Catwell, or Michael and Katie Catwell. Okay. Um, so they own a bunch of business. I mean, they like have more energy than any 15 normal people. Right. <laughs> and then they have like tons of businesses. Right. Yeah. And, and I, to me, it's like, okay, so that the central, the centerpiece is really good animated illustrations of that. Mm. And then we maybe even if I can get them to, if they like this idea, 3D. Yeah. And then from there, we do videos that support each one of their businesses or, or the or we do it as we go like as as they like them. so i think that that's going to be fun to play with um we're um i don't know if you saw this but i i mentioned on um uh the web the website that this once that we're that we're uh know each other from uh there's a guy that is joining our team that is he, he's a genius he's a flat just he, i i don't want to Sorry, Aaron, I don't understand what you're saying quite a bit of the time. Um, <laughs> my wife does, I think. Um, <laughs> but he would laugh about that, I hope. Um, but 
Aaron is is helping us with the uh, Azure Connect camera mm-hmm. to is from video games, right? Mm. To actually do um, AI driven animation. That's awesome, right? So yeah, like I I I'm really excited about that. Like yeah. I feel like if we can do 3D imaging and do it relatively inexpensively then um we've got something there i I think it's exciting so um you you talked you told me a little bit about like having that idea for the animation when you were doing you're doing that that grant request but are you are you like a artist uh by trade you know Okay. Like, if, like if someone told me like, oh, an animation is a great idea, what I do is I find somebody like you. Like, there's no way in my mind where I think bingo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always tell I'm always like, in full disclosure, I can't write, I can't draw circles. So <laughs> I'm not the guy to actually do the animation in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um not the beginning of time, but in, in that like three years, two, two and a half years ago, um, that was my wife. She she is a very good illustrator. She, I mean, she's an artist by, for her life. Okay. But um, she's new to animation though. So it was it was early on animation, right? So, um, but, and we were using a tool that if somebody never, for somebody that's never been exposed to animation, tools like Toonly or Doodly are, are, can be a lot of fun, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it gets you to a certain point. And, and she was, even with that, I mean, she she was creating the character. I mean, she, she was hand-drawing the characters. So, um, but today, she focuses more on, I mean, she does spend a lot of time with the business because she's she's definitely the creative eye of the business. And um, she does like all of our landing pages and you know, that kind of thing. Um, but for the for the actual animation and illustration, I, I work with a, a lot of different people actually um, throughout the world. <laughs> So you sound, uh, I, I'm also a program manager by trade, um, and, and hearing you, you know, you sound like a program manager, right? <laughs> this is, this is how we think, right? It's like, I'm going to outsource, uh, you know, I have a team of 16 different individuals. Some this guy does design and there's my supply management and yeah. here's my marketing guy. And here's my, yeah. you know, and, uh, you're absolutely right. I, I, uh, about 20 years not 20, 15 years ago, I took the PMP, right? Yeah. I, I passed and I said, I went to my VP and I'm like, Jim, there's literally no chance we're ever going to bury the bureaucracy, get buried in the bureaucracy <laughs> of the PMI people. That's, That's not going to happen. <laughs> but what, what was really good about the, the PMP um, was it? It helped me think differently. Yeah, it helped me. It helped me attack problems differently, like very systemically, kind of like you're saying. Yeah. Um, and and it's uh, 
it's it's going to benefit to me in every aspect of my life. When, when I took sure. EMP, I was I was working for John Deere as a program manager. Okay. I had six different programs, uh, ninety people that I was giving work direction to, and a total budget was over twenty million dollars. I use maybe five percent of the stuff that they have. <laughs> yeah, and you were at the high end. You're like, you like the the uh, yeah. The <laughs> Most people take the test and never open the book again. Yeah, probably. yeah. I mean, there, like you said, thinking about things differently, understanding how much stuff we can track, um, and you know, the, the, there's an effectiveness level, but. I think for me, I like to, I have more of an open hand approach when it comes to leadership. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, uh, if you wanted to, you could mire yourself down in tasks and keep yourself yeah. extremely busy managing everything to report on. Um, I chose to maybe take on a little bit more risk, uh, trust some more people to get their work done and yeah, know, have fewer check-ins, you know? Yeah, and I, I think that the great thing is that a lot of things are much more automated now. Mm-hmm. Um, and and a PMI, what I haven't, I kept up with it up until I um, up until I've been doing videos for the last several, not several, for the last two years. Um, there have been so many wide changes. Like, I mean, think about like when you and I were doing it, people were using this horrible monstrosity known as Microsoft Project. Yeah, I was going to say MS Project. <laughs> yeah, that no one should ever use and was only, <laughs> I'm convinced was only, I mean, like in the worthless ways for Microsoft to, to raise $500 every, you know, per unit, that's it. Yeah, and then let's let's find a way to irritate executives so they can't actually read the update that they're given because it prints on seventy-three pages. <laughs> That's what we'll do. And, I mean, and I don't even know if it's better today. Like, I just I, I, there, there are so many things that Microsoft's great at. That's not one of them. <laughs> right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I did not. I tried to use it a couple times and said no. I, I can work this out my own. Um, so, did you keep up the the PMP at all? Um, I think I have some. I don't know if I like expired this past year or expired this upcoming year. I probably have to put some some of those CEUs in there so I don't lose it. But I don't know. I'm if in I the same boat. Let's look together. Let's see if we can find anything. <laughs> Maybe we can put on project management classes for biz clients. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> and I'll wind up having to write a check for the state of Texas, even if nobody pays. Oh, really? Can do no, a little like, later I, video. I won't, but. <laughs> so you're um, currently in Texas. You mentioned when we were talking before that you used to live in Kansas. Is that where you're from, Kansas originally? Yeah, I was born in Kansas. Your family? Uh, my, my, yeah, and, and I was from a. I'm from a city, though. I mean, I'm from a, a very suburban area. Um, so, I mean, like Kansas, Dallas, Texas, St. Louis, Missouri, Minneapolis, Minnesota. You know, the weather is the main difference. Yes. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, I used to live oh, in so, Ottumwa, Iowa. I don't know if you have you heard of Ottumwa, Iowa? What, Iowa? Ottumwa. It's a town of 30,000 people 
about an hour and a half south of Des Moines. Uh, so we were we were within an hour or so of the Kansas border. Okay. Uh, and a little John Deere factory out there uh, in Atumwa. So when you talk about the weather, like <clears throat> my bones still hurt from the cold. And and hearing you mention that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, you brought my brain to something else. So I, I, um, for like a year, because I'm crazy, a friend of mine wanted to do one in energy. He's affluent, so he can have those kind of crazy ideas. Mm. I'm not, so I probably should have said, have fun, but I didn't. <laughs> I said, let's do this together. So um, I was going to meet with a company that was in Minnesota, in, in um, just outside of Minneapolis. Um, my car was like, I actually borrowed my, my mom's, or my, my, my their car, because it was, it was really cool, like uh, um, the, the weather and the, the, the temperature was right there. It's like ne- negative nine degrees. Mm-hmm. so i'm like I, I just gotta be blunt i'm like my these people don't know me from adam but i'm like i just gotta ask why are you here like <laughs> if you can put your company anywhere why here <laughs> i should not be freezing <laughs> so <clears throat> like 3m is just down the street i'm like yeah okay that makes sense all right so um but I don't know. So I, I, I really liked your, your uh, question about um, what, what do people not know? Yeah. And people used to actually, and it, I'm going to point backwards. So speaking of San Francisco, um, up until I was about 25, um, my plan was to go to Berkeley and become a sociolo- sociologist really? um, and teach. Um, and I still love um, academic. I love the academy. I love academic discussions, um, and which is like what led me to get the PMP, right? Like, mm-hmm. like something, something where you're applying um, in one way or another science, basically. Um, so that's something that people, people, people I hung out with used to know, but it's been some time. So what happened at 25? Why did that? Why did that dream go away? Actually, that, that's kind of a funny story. <laughs> so I was, um, my, I went to, uh, not private, it wasn't a private school, but I went to a school called New College in Florida. And it, um, it was, uh, it was a public, what was called a public Ivy, it was one of the public Ivies. And but the instructors were paid shit. I mean, sorry, I hope I can say that. Um, I <laughs> yeah, the FCC is probably not coming. I don't know whoever. Um, so they, they don't get paid anything, right? My advisor had gone, oh, Jesus, he's okay. <laughs> Somebody might have gone to Harvard to get his PhD, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking he probably spent somewhere in the neighborhood of $100,000 to get his PhD and was making not that (laughs) as a, 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 I mean, the guy's a genius. Um, 
so then I fast forward, I'm working at Sprint in a very entry level sales job. And I was a terrible sales. I'm a bad salesperson. That's a problem you have today. Um, so how I, how I went on to it, you know, like an almost 20 year career is funny that I started there. But um, I was like, wait a second. I'm like, and it shouldn't all be about the money. But I was like, wait, I'm like making as much now as he was making then. Mm. Do I want to go down this path? Because, I mean, sure, there are sociologists that write books and they make a ton of money. And of the, you know, 10,000 sociologists, whatever, in the country, there's like four of them that do that. So... The odds are not in the favor. So, I, of course, I, you know, I, it, it's a, it's a, it would have been amazing. I mean, would have been amazing. And, and I, I love, uh, I still love um, reading the stuff. I, one other thing is, and uh, just to take one little bit of a step back, the sociology went, got further and further from quote-unquote reality in, in the sense that, um, and this is this is something, a, a, a sociologist who's a, a, like a, I think he was the head of the ASA at the time, was saying there are major events that are happening and no one's asking our opinion. And not that it not, and it wasn't to say, it wasn't for an ego thing. It wasn't because he wanted to be, he wanted to pull himself up. It was just like, we're, we're in an insular world that is concerned about things that isn't, isn't what's happening. So I, I thought that was very interesting. And, and I, wanted to, I wanted to talk about the things that are happening. So mm. I guess in a way, you know, uh, making videos about uh, for organizations that are doing stuff is... Yeah, see, yeah, that's that. it's interesting. Though. Like you've you've kind of taken a path that's you know tangentially related, right? So you're still doing education. You're still, yeah. I mean, just hearing you talk, you're talking about all these all these issues, all these social issues and programs and, and organizations. This is who you've latched onto to yeah. you know start and get your business going. And so, you know, um, yeah, yeah, you're not in Berkeley, uh, but you but you very much are uh, doing very similar work. At least that passion uh, no, I, I like that. You know, is still there. Yeah, um, no, I, I like that a lot. I like that. Uh, <clears throat> I, I wonder if your bookshelf is similar to mine where it's it's mostly nonfiction. Uh, it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love, I actually love, it, it's funny. I, I think that Jack Welch, um, Jack Welch did thing the former chairman of GE yes. who uh, basically introduced fire <laughs> one out of every 10 people right like mm-hmm. I mean he was the first one to do that in the yeah. like early either early 80s in the 80s at some point yeah. and like so there's something in my gut strongly dislikes him <laughs> yeah but his book is so good. Really? Um, 
Yeah, it, it's uh, straight, straight from the gut. Mm. And and the thing is, what what he what he defends well is the fact that if, if you have an or- organization that is based on candor, if if people can have real conversations, it's better that they know if it's a bad fit, and it's better if people move on quicker because they'll find jobs faster, right? Sprint. <laughs> Yeah, the problem is invited well. The problem is when you set that actual like hard limit. Like, you know, I may have a a team of 10 good people, right? I I don't want to fire anybody. I should be able to make that decision as well. I I agree. I I there's gotta be flexibility. It's gotta be at a higher level where there's some there's I, I I just think that what can go tragically bad is when well and it doesn't exist anymore so i can say (laughs) um when organizations that are not candid cultures try to like we didn't have that Mm. and tried to implement it and people were shocked they're like what do you mean i'm not an excellent performer i thought i was you always told me i was of course they're going to be surprised so I mean, there was a huge lawsuit and all this kind of craziness. Um, but sorry to kind of uh, move off of your question. I I love um, I love business books. I mean, <laughs> business books and murder stories. So yeah. I don't know what the what exactly that. If I can find a confluence somewhere, then that's the. No, I don't know. That's your sociology guy, right? Like it's it's the yeah. functions of society and how these how these aberrations and, and anomalies occur within the human psyche that uh, drive people to perform activities and actions that seem so out of the normalcy. Uh, you know, the, that's the kind of the data points that always get our attention too, right? So even as a program manager, you may look at a series of data points and there's one that's way out here, right? It's going to get your attention. You wonder what's going on with that one. And I feel like, you know, to me, that's just, I, I'm, I'm interested in that kind of topics and behavior as well but that that criminal behavior uh yeah. catches my attention you know like oh what's what's this what, what anomaly happened? right here yeah what's going on with that? yeah and it's, it's funny it's it's it, it kind of goes back to the nature nurture because if, if you think about what what society i mean i i believe in evil i do i believe there are evil people in the world mm. that said I think about some things and I'm like, no one chooses to want to do that. Like there has to be, I, I, I think that the, I think that we're, I don't know if we'll ever figure it out because we don't want to, (laughs) but I feel like our, our, our DNA, our biological makeup, drives of course there's always human will mm. but i do think that we are not not so much predestined but um we're slanted in certain ways i mean we just are yeah um it's that person that's on the you know on the or, or is okay murder you know like is just it's just a day in the um, it reminds me of uh, Lance Armstrong. Mm. Lance Armstrong, mm. without 
even like breaking a sweat was like what totally like bald face lie yeah to so many people yeah i mean that, that is a stone cold sociopath right? <laughs> <laughs> as good as the body is the mind is broken yeah right? yeah um <clears throat> it's just i mean you don't see that i mean most people would break in there. they could not yeah, it's that's that's interesting <clears throat> anyway so, so your business is relatively young. You, I heard you mention in there the last few years that you. It have- is, yeah. We're we're I, we're about two years old. Okay. Um, yeah, and and you know the second year was in COVID. That's so what I was gonna say, like, you know, so how did? What, oh my gosh! You know, your your family helps. <laughs> So how did you, uh, what did you have to do? Like, what did you have to pivot? How did, how did you survive last year? <clears throat> well, one, one of our, like, we happened to be in business with some industries that weren't as effective. Like mm. credit unions did great <laughs> because every, everybody wanted a, their money in more protected mm. areas, right? Yeah. So one of our, one of our, earliest customers is a great credit union here in Irving, Texas. Well, they're actually throughout Texas, but that's, that's one of them. Um, the other is I, because our our business is all virtual, right? Mm-hmm. Like <clears throat> that my one customer that is in Texas is, is mobility, uh, credit union. Everybody yeah. else is is throughout the world, okay. um, or not really. I guess customers not really worldwide and national, but sure. So it, it's just trying to be agile, and and also, I I think adaptation is the key to everything. Um, it's I mean to me that's that's who. It's not the strong that survives. It's it's the ones that can adapt mm. that survive. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. When, when, that, when, when I went to ranger school, there was a joke with the uh, instructors, and they said, uh, "There's there's two types of rangers. There's there's strong rangers and there's smart rangers, and you're gonna make a choice. Which one are you gonna be today? Because if you ain't gonna be smart, you better be strong, right? <laughs> if you're gonna be stupid, you're gonna get strong, or you ain't gonna make it. You know? Yeah." How long were you were you in the service? Uh, I was in for about seven years. Oh, um, I I'm sure you get asked stuff like this all the time, and but you didn't know a guy named Ray Tucker, did you? I don't know. No, I mean it's little black guy. I mean not little. He's not little, but he's he's uh, he's he's short. He's, it's like me. He's short. No, no, yeah, yeah. There's I think what five. 500,000 guys, people in the, in the army. And I haven't been in for a while now. So uh, yeah, he, <clears throat> 2012. I need to, uh, I should introduce you to, uh, I, I serve on a board, I guess. Um, I got a friend of mine started a company called Vets, uh, a nonprofit called Vets What's Next. He's, he's a retired major um, in the United, in the United States Army. Okay. And, 
Um, it's it's been his passion uh, project for a long, long time. I I was, and I, I was doing a lot for him, but then I really wanted to focus on sketchology, so I couldn't really do that. Yeah. Um, but um, he's a great, great guy. He'd be a really good good resource. Uh, sure. To, I think um, I saw. Is he the one that's on your website there? Uh, uh, probably. Yeah. Testimonial. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. 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 He's one of the testimonials. Eric, yeah. Eric goes, and and I didn't say this to him, but I will. He, I love Eric's testimonial because about a minute into it, he goes into business for himself, <laughs> <laughs> which is awesome. Like it's like, yes, yeah, sketchology is great because they supported me. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, my very good friend. <laughs> so. <clears throat> Um, what kind of company, we've talked a lot about nonprofits, you know, those are the people you're serving now. And you also kind of mentioned that you're trying to branch out into other companies, other organizations. So somebody listening to this, what kind of company um, would be an ideal client for you? And, and, and what should they, how can they best utilize your company? It, that's a great question. So we're going in a couple, almost going in a couple different directions. So if you put personal branding aside, because that's really taking some um, innate skill that we have and, and just putting it to use because lots and lots of people are, are, are doing that. Mm. The, the customers that I, I really want to help are um, organizations that want to train whether it's internally or externally. And, um, the, and, and it can be through school books or, or school videos or um, like the, the JDRF video. It, it, it's, it's very similar to, in, in business, a, a concept called micro-learning, right? Which is learning that you're given in bits and pieces um, to reinforce the macro work, macro training that you've gotten. Mm. It seems to me that animation is a perfect micro learning element to support education, whether it's through introdu introducing chapters or closing chapters and, and um, you know, explaining what you just saw or, you know, telling stories that, that hit the highlight. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, I think, one of our very, very big plays. And, and that can be really uh, for-profit or non-profit. Um, because like, obviously the JBRF is non-profit, but, um, you know, AT&T or, you know, an organization like that is still has internal training where they're trying to teach their own employees or external training where they're trying to um, inform the public. Would you, <clears throat> do you see people using this stuff for commercials or for their own marketing, uh, that kind of stuff? Or is it more like internal type communication? No, I, definitely. I, I think that I, it could definitely be used, especially as we, especially with the stuff that we have going on with AI. Um, because our, our capabilities 
both from a uh, production perspective, like speed of production perspective, mm-hmm. um, because what what this uh, Azure Connect camera can do is, so you take pictures and it records data of the movements and basically it ha- the artist is helping the camera for lack of a better word, better way to say it, um, with the models, but then it can reproduce models. The 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 not the not the camera itself so much as programs built for right. the camera can can create models that enable us to have be able to show a client a ton of options that look awesome um, in a in a short amount of time. So do you guys I, write the scripts as well? I, I write that. So that's, that's the one thing I was going to say. So I'm sorry. I, I totally got off that, that, that point. So I, I can't draw my own name, but I write the scripts. Okay. So unless, unless the customer wants to write it themselves, obviously. And then that, that has been the case before as well. Um, I mean, I just, I, I love, helping people find their story and people love finding their own story. Yeah. You know, like, I, I think that there's, there's a true joy, like the, the lights shine when, when you, when you have a realization that, you know, the it's, it's hard to, to look at your own life, you know, <laughs> you're too busy living it to, to see, <laughs> to see what, what's happening. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But so, okay. <clears throat> so if I want to do educational content or if I want to do marketing content, um, <clears throat> you're definitely the guy to talk to. And then if I want to write my script, I can do that. Uh, you help with the writing of scripts as well. Um, so if, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you and, um, you know, talk about how to use your service, how, how would they go? How do you prefer them to find you? So the, the best way to do it, it now we're, we're, we're making, making this better, but um, the best way to do it is if, if you're on LinkedIn, you can direct message me um, on, or you can always call me at 913-912-0138 or double, uh, Neil, N-E-I-L at Sketchology and that's Sketch like drawn then Biology without the B-I. <laughs> um, <laughs> dot io which stands for indian ocean in case and which i thought was kind of cool <laughs> um, so it's neil at sketchology.io um and i always respond to stuff quickly and also um you know schedule you know we can we can talk about your story and i can i can i i, I love to help people um like i said think about help them kind of if they have kind of an idea I love helping to kind of facilitate that because it's always fun. It's fun for the person. I, I can hear that from you. And I, I can hear the passion that you have. And, you know, um, somebody that that you seem to have a lot of empathy for others. And, and that's, a, you, that's a particularly important skill uh, in the line of work that you're in. And yeah. understanding that and being able to I, empathize to, to be able to create a message for someone, which I think is really cool. I appreciate you saying that. Oh, 
Awesome. Any uh, any parting words for the uh, observer or listener? Maybe there's one. Uh, uh, please reach out to me. Um, enjoy your life. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have better okay. things that I'm thinking of that I probably I've, shouldn't. Say. <laughs> another, yeah. I put you on the spot. Awesome. Well, you ever I, see the I should say this for me. So Seth Rogen. Um, Seth Rogen got asked that question. Oh, really? <laughs> and he said, uh, the Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to... Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why you stumbled there, because that, yeah, that would, that would cost me as well. Oh. <laughs> And I, you know what I'd say? If uh, you probably agree with me, Neil, if they've made it this far, I think we deserve at least a like um, and potentially subscribe to the podcast. So um, I would appreciate that very much. And uh, thank you all for tuning in. And thanks, Neil, for coming. Thanks, everybody.